0: Mother's side at midnight. 77 WNC. Local Spotlight. Good morrow. Hello, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Morano Well, today's the day. Today's the day we see where it all goes. Today is the day that the State Senate Judicial Committee is going to begin their hearings on Governor Kathy Hokel's nomination of Justice Hector LaSalle to become the state's new chief judge of the Court of Appeals. This is the top judicial position in New York State. Not only do you run the court system... In New York State, essentially, but you're a pivotal vote, potentially a swing vote, on the Court of Appeals, which is where we've seen a whole bunch of key decisions made in recent years. And Governor Hochul, to her credit, spent the long holiday weekend stumping for her pick, who has become controversial, although he really shouldn't be. He's led an exemplary judicial career. Some decisions you're going to agree with, some you're not going to agree with, but he's certainly incredibly qualified to hold the job for which he's been nominated. He's an appellate court judge, a former prosecutor, and someone who would be the first Latino to lead the Court of Appeals. He has faced an unprecedented pushback from more than a dozen state senators who say he would continue an emerging pattern of conservatism in the state's highest court. The governor nominates judges to the Court of Appeals, and they are approved by the state Senate. My only hope is that Justice LaSalle is given a full vote by the New York State Senate. I think if he's given a full vote, he's likely to be confirmed. But even if he's not, at least we'll know where every state senator in this state Stands on the issue of his confirmation. If they allow the Judiciary Committee to stop LaSalle's nomination from getting to the floor of the state Senate for a full up or down vote, that would be a real travesty. And you know who's saying that? Not just me, not just the Latino leaders in the state, but the former chief judge of the Court of Appeals, Jonathan Lippman, who I think you would have to consider if you look at his career on the bench, an absolute progressive. The state constitution says that the governor nominates judges for the Court of Appeals and then it's the advice and consent of the state senate that leads to that person being confirmed or not. It doesn't say the advice and consent of one committee on the state senate so even if members of this committee are opposed to Judge LaSalle's nomination, the least they owe it to the state, to him, to the governor and everybody is to give it to the full state senate for an up or down vote. Beam me up! To be continued. The other side of midnight. 77-W-E-C-E. Local Spotlight. Good morning. Everyone, this is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Morano. Inside Radio did a very interesting piece on our radio station. The headline is Inside America's Most Unusual Talk Radio Station, and the article begins this way Imagine a standalone AM station that ranks in the top 10 in a major market dominated by large conglomerates with multiple FMs. A talk outlet owned by a billionaire businessman for whom radio is a hobby, who hosts his own show and gets his power broker pals to come on the air, a station that airs an improbable patch quilt of block programming on the weekends and boasts a talent lineup that ranges from Rudy Giuliani to Cousin Brucie, from Sid Rosenberg and Larry Kudlow to Tony Orlando. It's a terrific article in Inside Radio, which features a terrific interview with John Katsimatidis. I'm flattered to be mentioned, the only thing that I will take umbrage with is in talking about our ratings, it makes it sound like we're number two because it says uh, that Monday through Friday, midnight to 6 a.m., we're number two in the ratings in the 12-plus category. Well, uh, I wish they would have mentioned at least that from one to five, we are number one with a 12-plus share. The other interesting part of this article was John sort of teasing, and I think somebody shared this article in the uh, Facebook group at Morano Radio Fans and Haters, if you want to read it, John teasing that he may Be up to buying an FM station in the future. So that's very interesting. Meantime, if you have not already done so, please join the 77 WABC VIP Club by downloading the app or going to wabcradio.com/slash VIP and you'll have a chance to win a WABC studio tour and meet with Sid Rosenberg. Check it out. I'm in the VIP Club and hopefully you'll join me there. Beam me up! To be continued. Other side at midnight. Local Spotlight. You know what began yesterday, and I didn't realize this, but you know what began yesterday and is running through February 12th? New York City Restaurant Week. And yes, it's more like Restaurant Three Weeks or Restaurant Month. And I love Restaurant Week. It is one of my favorite holidays of the year, one of my favorite promotions of the year. And if you're not familiar with it, it's a great opportunity to go to restaurants that are usually prohibitively expensive and have a great three-course meal for, depending on if you're going for lunch or dinner for not a lot of money especially if you're not a big drinker you can literally go out to eat every day especially if you go out for lunch at 500 of the greatest restaurants across the five boroughs and enjoy a wonderful three-course meal for 30 dollars. now some places charge a little more than 30 dollars if they're super expensive but still it is an incredible bargain an incredible discount and it's an incredible opportunity to try some great places that people like me usually can't afford to get into so take advantage of this over the course of the next three weeks. I am sorry I don't get to go out for lunch anymore because I'm asleep at lunchtime, but I am going to make an effort to go out to dinner as much as I can to some of these Restaurant Week bargain restaurants over the course of the next month. And you know what I didn't realize is that it's also Broadway Week. That also kicked off yesterday. That's where they offer two-for-one theater tickets to nearly two dozen of Broadway's greatest shows, including shows like Take Me Out, A Beautiful Noise, which I'm told is great, and other favorites like Wicked, And The Lion King I think it's a pretty exciting time To be hosting friends that are visiting New York It's an exciting time to go out to dinner And this is an industry The restaurant industry That survived a lot over the course of the last three years And a lot of restaurants didn't reopen If you've ever been to a restaurant That was one of your favorites In my case it was Forlini's That ended up closing It really makes you appreciate the good times That you can have at great restaurants And how much you miss them when it's gone So I would encourage you Whether you're a New Yorker Whether you're just visiting or whether you have friends or family that are visiting, take advantage of the Restaurant Week specials over the course of the next month. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. Last Thursday on the AC Report, my friend Tom Forkin joined us, and we were talking about this incredible situation with whales washing up on the Jersey Shore, not just on the beach on Atlantic City. And you know what's happened since then? They've washed up on the beach in Brigantine as well. And Tom Forkin said that he and other people, because he runs a surf school there, and he's been an activist a long time, a lawyer. He's very juiced in to the maritime community over there. What Tom Forkin said is that there's speculation, that some of the sonar mapping that they're doing to prepare for the construction of these offshore windmills is actually leading to these whales navigation being screwed up. Since that conversation, another whale washed up on the shore in Brigantine. And what Tom Forkin is asking for, what Congressman Jeff Van Drew, who we may try and get on tomorrow, and a bunch of other people have been asking for, is just a pause. Just a pause to find out what's going on and see if the death of these seven whales is tied to the prep work for offshore wind. I don't think a pause is too much to ask. How many more whales need to die before we determine if this is the cause? And I have to tell you, I'm incredibly disappointed in New Jersey's Governor Phil Murphy. He said on Friday that he doesn't believe the state should hit pause on offshore wind development despite a seventh dead whale being stranded on a New Jersey or New York beach in just over a a month. He was asked by NJ Advanced Media if developers should stop survey work prior to construction, and the governor's response was, no, I don't think so. This was hours after a New Jersey congressman, a state senator, and a whole bunch of other elected officials joined the chorus of people calling for a moratorium on offshore wind pre-construction amidst an investigation into the potential harm to whales. I can understand where the governor's head is on this. Of course there should be pause. And if it's demonstrated that the wind farms and the sonar mapping for the wind farms don't have anything to do with the whale deaths, then you continue. But what's the harm in just a brief pause? Beam me up. To be continued.